Well, hello and happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of the By Word Show. I'm glad you're here. Pull up a chair, unless you're driving. Pull up a chai. Get cozy. Today, we're just going to chat. I thought it'd be fun because I haven't done this in a while, just to sit down and do a little Q&A session to answer some of your questions. So I asked on Instagram and you guys came through. So let's get into it. Really quick, before we begin, hit pause, take a screenshot, share this on social, tag me, let me know you were here. It means so much to me. And honestly, it just makes my day when you tag me and share that you're watching or listening to the show. It's, it's so fun to see. So anyway, okay, now that you've done that, let's dive in. Question number one, why did you start this podcast? Oh, man. It seems so crazy that it's been over a year. Actually, it's almost been two years. Well, like a year and a half. It'll be two years next May. But yeah, since starting this show. And honestly, it's evolved a lot. But I wanted to start this podcast because I love starting conversations that help women think for themselves about who they are, what their purpose is, why they believe what they believe, and how we can actually make a lasting change in this world or go after our dreams and goals and things like that. I feel like so often we give into the lies and the fears and the things that try to weigh us down and keep us stuck. But as soon as we start talking about them, it doesn't like it takes the power out of all of those things. And so that's why I love this show so much um, because I feel like it's just nice to be able to have open conversations with people who maybe think differently or have doubts or questions or confusion about things. And you can just sit down and talk about it. And honestly, I love having conversations with you guys about episodes on the show or topics that you want to hear about. And it's just been really cool to see how it's grown and evolved from there. But really, in the beginning, I wanted to start this show because I love the podcast format. I think it's really fun to be able to sit down and share. I've always loved writing and speaking and teaching and things like that, just sharing what's on my heart. And I just felt like podcasts would be a really fun way to do that and also bring other women into it. So I think truly one of the most unexpected things, which may sound silly, but one of my favorite parts about this podcast now has become the fact that I'm able to give other women a platform to share their story and teach what they know. It's been so special to have that. And not that I didn't think that would be amazing, but it's just stood out to me as one of the most special things I've ever done because it's one thing to work with somebody or to talk with somebody, but to be able to make space for them to do what they do best and to share their story and what makes them so unique is just a really, really cool thing. And obviously the relationships that are formed along the way too has just been a huge gift. So I love that about this show. Does that answer the question? I have an episode. I think it's episode, maybe it's episode one, episode two. Episode one of the show is kind of why I started the podcast and the beginning. And then episode two is where I share my own story. And if you're not familiar with that, I wrote a book several years ago called Waking Up Living Open, where I tell my own story and my struggles with mental health, um, suicide eating disorders, and struggling with this idea of like, do I have a story? Do I have anything to offer the world? And really, I use my story just as an example for why our stories matter so much, the power of our testimonies, things like that. Um, and if you're new here, the whole reason and concept behind by words is 
based on the verse in Revelation where it talks about how we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony. And I think that it's such a powerful thing that we as women get to do is come together and just use our voice to change the world and to change other people's stories and to love people and all of that. So if you want the full scoop, go back to episodes one and two, where I really break it all down. But yeah, that's kind of the why behind this podcast. Okay. Question two, a hardship that turned into a testimony. Um, kind of going right along with that last one, really most of my struggles I have now been able to use to help others, which is a really cool thing. And it's something everybody can do, but I think I've just learned a lot along the way because I did struggle so with so many things when I was young. In high school, I had an eating disorder. I struggled with self-harm anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts. I have experienced sexual abuse and all of these things that I really felt like for such a long time would disqualify me or take away from my ability to live a purposeful life or do anything meaningful in the world. Like all of those things actually ended up being what qualified me to now be able to share my story and help other women. And that's kind of just the approach I've taken to every challenge or, or story now hardship, obviously. Okay. Let me just say like, usually not when I'm in the middle of it, but once I have been able to process and start healing, I then start to look at things as like, okay, you know, this is just another thing that I can share and help other women with. And that's not always easy for, for instance, the miscarriage that I went through last year. Um, I have shared about that openly and I do feel like it's a part of my story that I can use to help other women, but it's still a harder thing for me to do because it's fresh. Um, although sharing about it actually, like I'll just use this as a recent example. I was really, it was, it was just really hard to share about it. You know, miscarriage is such a hard thing that unless you've been through it, you don't really understand like the grief and the weight and the pain but there are so many women that go through it. It's like one in four, I think. So I was honestly so shocked when I did decide to share about it because there were so many people who sent me messages saying they've either gone through it or were growing through it currently, like at the same time as me. And they just felt so alone and they were just grieving and in so much pain and just, that's just crazy to me that so many women are going through that. And I feel like any hardship we go through when we're in it, it's so easy to feel like we're the only ones. But when we start that healing journey, you just never know who is also going through it. And so I feel like it's this incredible power of testimony. If you haven't read my book or heard me talk about this before, what I love about the word testimony itself is that it doesn't just mean to say it again or to share your story. Testimony actually includes this idea of to do it again. So when we share our stories, it actually releases the same power that worked in us to overcome and heal and bring hope and freedom and all those things, releases that same power to work in other people's lives. And so it's just this beautiful thing that happens when we're willing to share. And it doesn't have to be these huge major things. It could be a hardship of like, oh my goodness, I'm in a really hard season as a mom. But you just never know who else is going through that. And when we are willing to be transparent and open and vulnerable with people that we love and trust in our lives or, you know, whoever God puts in our path, it can really impact them because I feel like so many of us are walking around feeling alone. And I was actually reading a book this morning and the author was talking about loneliness and she was saying, 
the opposite of loneliness isn't connection necessarily because you think about social media, like we're all connected, we're all plugged in, but we can feel so lonely still, right? And so she's saying that the opposite of loneliness and really the solution is being known. And I just relate to that so much and I've experienced that in my life that when I tell my story and whenever I'm able to help other people and encourage them in theirs, like there's just this bond of love and connection and being known that helps us move a little further in our healing and freedom and hope and like all of these things. And so, yeah, I feel like I've had a lot of hardships that have turned into a testimony, but most recently, probably the miscarriage that I went through. Um, it's, it's actually surprisingly connected me with several people who I didn't really have a great really, or like a close relationship with. Um, but we've been able to walk through it together and has formed new friendships and, it's just been really cool to see how God brings people together in the darkest <laughs> seasons and turns it into something really beautiful where you have community and people who are with you in the middle of it. Next question. Do you ever share about your singing? Is it a passion? Oh, I love this question because I there's if you know me, if you've heard me talk about this, I'm a very multi-passionate person. I have a lot of hobbies. There are a lot of things that I love and enjoy to do, and singing is one of them. And it's something that has, you know, it's just looked different in a lot of seasons. Christopher and I, when we were dating and when we first got married, we used to do music together and we've written a bunch of songs together and we would play at shows and do things like that. And it was so much fun. And we still both love music and singing, but after having Jude and then COVID and life, like it hasn't been at the forefront. Um, I do lead worship at my church currently and I love singing. I It's just been a passion of mine since I was really little. I love writing music. I love all of it. So yes, it's definitely still a passion of mine and crazy story. I don't know if I shared about this in any episodes so far. Maybe I did, or maybe I shared on social media, but Christopher and I actually were asked twice once during COVID and then once last year to audition for the voice. And we made it a couple rounds in and they have this huge long process that you have to go through, but we had an interview with the producers and we had to like get all of this footage of our hometown and our family life and all this stuff for if we were selected to be on the show. And obviously we didn't make it to the next stage, but it's, it's totally fine. But it was just really cool how little opportunities here and there have kind of rekindled our love and passion for music and, and singing and songwriting. So who knows, maybe it'll come back around in a different season. It is something that recently we've had more conversations about pursuing, but we'll see. Maybe we'll record something and put it out there for you guys to hear. We have recorded some things. Actually, we do have videos on YouTube of when we did an event called tacos and tunes. If you look up a kind of Ken running shoes, you will find us and you can hear one of the songs that Christopher wrote and that we sing together. It's, it's so good. It's a crowd favorite. I think you'll really like it. Next up is a couple motherhood questions. So someone asked, how is motherhood going? And someone asked, how do you navigate mom guilt? Ooh, you guys, I actually recently did an episode about some lessons I've learned in motherhood. So if you want to deep dive on that, go check that out. And I also have another episode coming with my friend, Danya, where we'll talk about mom guilt and motherhood as well. But the short answer is motherhood is going really well. I've shared on social media lately about how in the beginning, I felt like it took me a while to catch my stride in motherhood. And that's just being honest. I growing up, I think I've shared this before, but I don't know. Sorry if I'm repeating myself a lot. I can't remember where I've talked about what, but 
here it is. Um, yeah, growing up, I knew I always wanted to be a mom, but I wasn't the girl who just couldn't wait to have kids and babies. It was like, yeah, I'll be a mom someday, but it wasn't like the biggest dream of my heart, if that makes sense. And so now that I am a mom, it's been such a surprising and sweet journey. And I wouldn't say it's not what I expected because I really didn't know what to expect. I was honestly clueless. Like I wasn't around a lot of babies growing up. I didn't have friends or cousins or whatever, like with young kids growing up. And so when I became a mom, especially a boy mom, if you're a boy mom, you understand. But I just really felt like, what have I got myself into? What am I doing? I don't know. Like it didn't feel like mothering came really naturally to me. But as Jude has grown and he's in a stage now where we're able to have more conversations and interact together and play together, it's just been so sweet. And I just feel like I love him more every day and it sounds so dramatic, but I just, I cannot explain. I'm sure if you're a mom, you understand and relate to this, but I cannot express with words how much I love my son. I'm just so proud of him. He amazes me every day and he drives me crazy sometimes. And it is super challenging, but it is the sweetest and most beautiful thing I've ever experienced just to have somebody that you've created and that's yours to protect and train and raise to be a, an incredible man is just, it's the craziest thing ever, <laughs> but I love it so much. And it's just honestly gotten sweeter with time. As far as mom guilt, I said this in my motherhood episode and I'll say it here too, but I just really have learned and stand by this belief that if you are making decisions based out of love and out of the, the desire for happiness and safety and health for your child, you're doing it right. And there is absolutely value in receiving help and opinions from other people. But if you're making decisions based on what other people will think or how they will respond to your choices, that's not going to serve you. So if you are loving your child well and making decisions based on your wishes for their well-being, then you're doing it right. And you don't need to worry about anything else. Just learn as you go. You know your child better than anybody. You are the perfect mom for your kid. And those are the things that I tell myself on a daily basis when I'm struggling with mom guilt. <laughs> Next question is, do you believe in astrology? And if so, does that impact your religious beliefs? This is such an interesting one. Um, to be honest, I really don't know a lot about astrology. So I feel like this answer may not be that, that helpful, but what fascinates me is you know, I, I'm really interested in science. I think it's really fascinating to learn about the body and the mind and those kinds of things, even nature. Um, and so honestly, I feel like there's probably a bit of truth there. Like I can see, and okay, hear me out. This is when I was thinking through this question, when I initially saw it, I was like, huh, okay. I feel like with as little as I know about astrology, I kind of could relate it to the Enneagram in a sense that there could be some truth in it. It could be beneficial. It could help you understand yourself and the way things work a little better, but I wouldn't make it my whole identity, right? Like with anything. Um, but I feel like as with those kinds of tools, like it may be helpful and that's great, but I would never like what I think the problem is with those kinds of things is when it becomes an excuse for behavior. So it's like, Oh, well, you know, like that's just how I am, you know, that I'm just a Scorpio or I'm just a three. Like when it gets to that point, I feel like that's no longer helpful. And so I honestly am open to anything that I could learn a little bit more about myself or about other people or even about God, because here's the thing, this may be controversial, but I believe that everybody is made in God's image 
And so I can find pieces of God in everybody and everything because he created it all. So whether or not I choose to believe, make it my whole belief system, like I feel like we can learn from everything. So that's my short answer. I really don't want to get into it too much because I'm basically clueless and I don't think it would be beneficial to, for anyone to listen to me ramble about that. But, uh, yep, there's that. Next one is what is the most challenging part of marriage? Um, well, I feel like this is another thing that has just evolved so much over time. And Christopher was on the podcast last year. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, we do talk a little bit more about marriage and our journey. It has been challenging as any relationship is and as becoming parents to a toddler is and all of those things. But I feel like communication and time, prioritizing quality time have been the toughest things for us just because of the season that we're in. It's really busy. Like I said, having a young child is, according to my counselor, the one of the hardest seasons for most couples because there's just so much busyness, so much change, so much required of you that it can be really difficult to keep prioritizing your spouse. And it is something that's really hard, especially if you have opposite schedules or just a full busy schedule or just, you know, life in general. Christopher and I are both working multiple jobs right now in the season to make ends meet financially and work towards our goal of, you know, like all of our goals, buying a house, moving forward with our future, like all these things. And so because our jobs are a little bit crazy and we travel, Christopher travels for photography, like those kinds of things have just made it a bit of a whirlwind of a season, but it's something that we have had conversations about lately. Like, okay, how can we better protect our time together, communicate better. And it's just been honestly for us, what's helped is having mentors. We met with um, a couple who mentored us in our marriage and had conversations with us about communication and finances and all of these things, like having people that you trust and who love you and can help you troubleshoot and work through those conversations, just to have somebody on the outside who has a different perspective, who could maybe like mediate or give you a different way to look at things or approach things is super helpful. And then also just putting it on the schedule. This is something we've done in the past. We're not the best at it, but it is something we know works when you're intentional about it. It's just having a check-in time, whether it's at the beginning of the week to go over your schedules or your budget, or just like asking how you're doing or how you can help each other or love each other that week. Like stuff like that is really great. Um, there's also an app called paired. It's free. Actually, two apps I would recommend. Paired is great. Um, it's for couples. You can have one person sign in and then send the other person a link to where it connects your accounts. And every day it starts a conversation where it asks you a question and it doesn't show you the answer until both of you have answered it. And then you can have a conversation from there. So that's really fun. And Gottman Card Deck is also another free app that has tons of questions of about all different kinds of things, just kind of relationship building things, which... Christopher and I really enjoy that. So if we're in a car ride or over dinner or on a date, we'll, app, we'll pull out those apps and ask some questions and just stay in the habit of continuing to get to know each other, continuing to date each other and communicate. So yeah, in a nutshell, that's where we're at. <laughs> okay. Somebody asked, was I always so disciplined or did I have to work hard at it? This is an interesting one. I have to think back to when I was a kid and like, where did I pick this up? I think it's probably always been the way I've been wired. I can't remember a time where I wasn't a go-getter. <laughs> I've always been extremely ambitious. I'm telling you, like ask my little brother, he's two years younger than me, but I had him doing my dirty work since we were kids. I'm like, here's the thing. We're doing this presentation for mom and dad today. Here's the props. Here's your lines. Like 
this is what we're going to do. And it's just like, I just see that in myself since I was a kid. I just had this idea and I was like, let's roll with it. And I just wanted to get things done. And so that kind of carried on through high school. I really pushed myself in school to excel. And there were definitely some unhealthy parts about that. I always wanted to be perfect. Felt like people would like me better if I was accomplishing a lot of things. So, you know, there was a little bit of a negative side to that. But as I have become an adult and learned a lot more about myself and kind of processed through some of those things, I would say that I'm in a good place with my discipline now where I can balance my ambition with sustainability. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, cause someone also asked about burnout, which I will get to in a minute, but it's so easy when you are really disciplined to overdo it and be really rigorous and rigid with routines. And it, even in my relationship with God, for example, like reading my Bible prayer worship can become a checklist thing rather than a relationship thing. So there's a love-hate relationship with my discipline. I really do appreciate and love that about myself. <laughs> but there are times when I'm like, okay, I need to just chill it out a little bit. It's not the end of the world if I don't get every single thing on my 100-piece to-do list done today. Um, so yeah, I would say I've always been that way. If you are somebody who's looking to become more disciplined, I would say start so small. If you've listened to my episode that I recently put out about just starting, I talk about what is the absolute smallest step you can take. So you want to be more disciplined about waking up earlier. Okay. Instead of setting your alarm for 4.30 AM, could you set it like 20 or 30 minutes earlier and just help yourself get into a routine by switching small, making small changes, making small tweaks and starting small new habits rather than trying to wipe your whole slate and become a super disciplined person overnight, because it's just sometimes not the way people operate, but work to your strengths. And you know, if you're not a morning person, how can you prioritize time in the night or be more intentional or, you know, just like learn yourself and figure out what works best for you, figure out what motivates you, set yourself up with a reward system. You know what I mean? Like I love setting goals for myself because I love getting myself rewards. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I think just make it fun for yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself. Don't try to be perfect. Just take small steps, make it sustainable and make sure to celebrate. Have I ever been fired from a job? I I am trying to think about this. I don't think that I have. I feel like I would remember if I had. I don't think I have. I've only had a few like regular work world jobs, which I mean, one of them was Smoothie King and I worked there for six years. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've only had a few jobs and then I've started my own projects. But yeah, I don't think I've ever been fired from one. I've just left and come back to a lot of jobs. Like I worked at Smoothie King for six years, but I left and came back a couple of times within that frame. And then I work at our church part-time now. And I also worked there in 2019. So like just, I'm kind of all over the place, but I have a very entrepreneurial spirit and I always want to start new projects. So most of my jobs are run by myself. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's pretty much that. Sorry, not very exciting answer. How often do you feel under pressure? Ugh, this kind of goes back to feeling disciplined or being a disciplined person. I put a lot of pressure on myself. So I would say probably like 24-7, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I just, 
have always been that way. It's just wired in me to want to succeed, want to do well, want to give my best. Like I've worked through people pleasing. I've worked through perfectionism, or I should say currently still working through all of those things and processing those things because it is an ongoing journey. But yeah, I put a lot of pressure on myself for the most part. It's not necessarily pressure that I feel from others because really I don't have that demanding of jobs or schedules or whatever. Um, but the pressure I feel is mostly from myself. And there are times when I say yes to way too many things and I have too much on my plate and then I feel overwhelmed. And I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? I did this to myself again. Um, but this kind of goes into the next question, which is what do I do to avoid burnout? And this is something where through my life, I've experienced probably a million times because I just love taking on new projects. I love saying yes. I love trying new things and starting new projects. Um, but it can add up really quickly. Like when you're saying yes to a lot of good things and not just the right things for you in your season, like it's so easy to feel overwhelmed. And I have gone through that so, so many times. And so this podcast is a great example of something that I've set in place for myself to avoid burnout. Um, I take every fourth week off of this show just to build sustainability into my rhythm. Because the thing is, I could easily go back to doing every week. And there are some times when I'm like, why don't I just do that? It makes more sense. That's what everybody says will be more successful. But here's, here's my perspective on this now. It may be very backwards from what the world says is the best thing to do. But I know myself and I know my tendency to overcommit myself. And so especially because I am a mom to a toddler who needs a lot from me right now and I am in school and I am working some other jobs, I just don't want to wind up in a season where I feel really overwhelmed and I can't give my best to the things that I've committed to. And so I have just from trial and error and experimenting and learning myself and looking at the past and figuring out, okay, what didn't work? I've just started to set boundaries for myself. So even with social media, something that I do to help with burnout there is set clear boundaries for myself. And I'm not perfect, but most of the time I will take uh, my phone into another room. Like I plug my phone in, in our bathroom that's connected to our room. So it's like close enough, but far away enough to where I'm not tempted. And I get off of social media and I just spend the rest of the evening, like watching a show with Christopher or playing games or uh, like board games or reading. And so I just have to set limits for myself. If I know, like I have a tendency to get really burnt out on social media or feel trapped in comparison and those kinds of things. So it's like, I know from experience that that's not good. And I don't want to get myself teetering on the edge of that burnout again. And so here's something that I can do really simple just to protect myself from that. Um, there are also things that I do like taking a day off of work during the week. I have Wednesdays to myself where I could do a hundred things on my to-do list, but I really have set aside that time to fill my cup and work on the podcast if I want to, or read if I want to, or get coffee with a friend or go to the gym and just, I've just carved out that time. And so it may look totally different for you and what your schedule and your season of life is like, but that is kind of what I've learned. And I'm just it's always evolving with every season, but I just look at my schedule, look at my life, look at my mental health, my emotional 
health, like how I'm doing and just see like, okay, am I saying yes to too much? And if so, what do I need to say no to in order to protect myself and give a better yes when I'm able to, um, so that I can give my best to the people and the things that I've committed to in this season. Hope that makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Last question. I got to wrap this up here. What three things do you want to accomplish in the next three months and in the next three years? Okay. I didn't really think about this. I should have thought about this before, but I would say in the next three months, I would love to cross a lot more books off of my TBR list, um, which is to be read for all of you people who aren't as booky as me, big bookworm over here. Um, So yeah, read a lot more books, continue learning. I just love learning. Finish some more classes. That's a big one on my list. I'm currently in school and go on fun trips with my family. That's something that we have planned coming up. We're going on some fun trips and I'm really excited to travel with Jude. So that's next three months, next three years. What do I want to do? Okay. Hopefully I'll be getting really close to working on my degree programs, finishing the one that I'm currently doing, and then starting on applying to other schools. Something else I would love to do in the next three years is go to Australia. I have a really good friend who lives there that I haven't seen since our wedding, and I really miss her, and I want to see her as soon as possible. And then third thing, ooh, oh, this is a tough one. In the next three years, maybe have another kid. That'd be a good one. Let's say that one. Okay. Well, that's all the questions I can get to today, but thank you so much to everybody who sent them in. I really appreciate you like just having conversations with me and starting conversations with me. I love hearing from you and I hope this was a little fun insight into my brain and into my world. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWord Show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember, I am cheering you on.